You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we've all heard those ads on the radio for protect yourself from home title theft. Before the bad guys get your house, you lose your house, title's all messed up. Here's how you can protect yourself for the low, low price of $15.99 a month. Protect yourself from this rapidly escalating form of white collar crime. All seen those ads. Recently got a, a um, we're going to talk about that today and um, got an email from one of you fine viewers and or listeners really enjoy your YouTube videos. So here's a topic for you. I keep hearing ads on the radio for insurance for title insurance fraud. The pitch is now everything is on the line and thieves are forging your signatures on a downloaded copy of your house title, then taking out loans and selling your house without your knowledge. You don't find out until you get a late payment or foreclosure notice and you lose your house. Make sure you get insured with us. That's what we're going over today. So that's a great topic. Thank you to you know who you uh, sent it to me. So I'm going to read a couple of articles that I th and then we're going to walk through why you may or may not want to have this service. Can you do it for free yourself? What is it that we're really talking about here? What is covered by this service? We're going to get into that. So if you're new here, before we jump in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own two real estate companies, a real estate brokerage and a real estate appraisal uh, firm. But I read the news. And that's, that's literally what we're doing today. We're reading news that you guys want to hear. All right, home title theft, you, all, you may already be a victim of the scary ads. I thought that one was funny. So that's the first one we're going to start with. You may be a victim of the scary ads. So fear sells. Oh, are you going to lose your home? Is your title going to be messed up? Oh, man. Really? You're not concerned about this? You're not frightened? This doesn't keep you up at night? The answer for me would be no, because this is super, super rare. This What we're talking about, the title... Um, debacle. If you've got title insurance, you're pretty much squared away. And if bottom line is, if somebody forges your name on a title, that does not transfer a title. You've still got title. But let's 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 just see what the article says. A couple articles. The FBI says you may not own your own home. Blares the headline on Home Title Lock's website. The fearsome message is echoed in ads featuring radio hosts, Kim Commando, Dana Loesch, as well as presidential lawyer and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who declares, when your life is in chaos, your home is your safe haven. Imagine losing your home to some online scammer. In an instant, your home is no longer yours. Is this even possible? Yes. Yes, it is. But is it? Is it really? Homelock Title offers a free title scan and comprehensive title report when you sign up for services at $14.99 a month. All right. So they're going to, it's basically a monitoring system. Has any weird activity happened on your title, on the title of your home? And where can you as the individual look up and see if anything has gone on? Well, most jurisdictions here in King County, you go online and the recorder's office is online. You type in your tax account parcel number, maybe your name, whatever information it is that needs to pop up, and you'll see if any activity has happened in the recorder's office. That's the place that you record something like this that is going to get you into trouble because it has to be recorded in order for 
this kind of stuff to have happen. And the rate at which this is happening is super, super minor. So in my opinion, companies that offer these services, does it provide a service that they describe? Yes, it does. But can you do that on your own? Yes, you can. Will you? Oh, I got to look at my I got to look at the tax rec recorder's office. I got to look at the tax records. I, I got to check things out this month. Will you do that? Probably not, right? So I mean, there's value to the service. The odds of it happening are really, really low. And, and we'll see those numbers in a second. But wait, there's more the check if you're a victim button on its website leads to an order form with service subscriptions offering offers ranging up to $596 for four years with various discounts. Home title lock is just one of the companies aggressively pitching title fraud insurance. So you've already got title insurance, typically, right? If you bought the house for cash, you may not have title insurance. But when you pay cash, that is when you literally do want to have title insurance, just get that squared away. If you're spending four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars on a home, take out a title insurance policy. I mean, just at the time, so you know what you're getting. And then it, it's it's literally insurance on the title of your home. Do it. Um, like LifeLock, the identity theft protection company that has been a mainstay advertiser on the Rush Limbaugh show, home title lock markets to people worried about faceless cyber crimes. But although ads promoting various title lock services are common, home title theft rarely happens. What's more, you can protect your home's title without spending any money. Home Title Lock did not respond to multiple requests from real clearing investigations for comment. Home stealing or title fraud happens according to the FBI when thieves track down ownership of a home that's either empty, a second residence, or one occupied by an elderly resident. Then swindlers create a sham identity through credit cards and personal information and take the next step of transferring the property to that non-existent person. They may take a further step of obtaining a home equity loan against the property. So they've got to jump through some pretty massive hoops to make this happen. And there's a ton of check guards in the process that, you know, mortgage companies need to overlook and um, recorder's office needs to overlook. I mean, there's a bunch of safeguards here that that should happen to prevent this. And but if they don't, if you know, if the recorder's office isn't on top of it, if there isn't if there aren't the signatures on the deeds the way that it should happen with a notary, you know, present, if, if that kind of stuff isn't happening, maybe they forge that as well. That is fraud. And you as the consumer are not responsible for that. The loan that they took out on your property, if it gets that far, that is not your responsibility. Yes, you will have a hassle clearing that from your title. But this, this service, will that catch it? Uh, yeah, maybe. But by the time I, they catch it, it's already recorded. And so what you just, you just basically get a heads up, hey, something's going on here, which you could do yourself if if you so saw fit. Uh, saw fit. Plus, you're, you're going to get some notices if that if um, if that home is yours, because the tax records typically have a mailing address that should go to you if something's going on with that property. There's, there's so there's just a bunch of bunch of bunch of things that need to happen here. But it does happen, obviously, because this is uh, this is a real thing. Since much since much property information is online and stolen information uh, is readily available on the dark web, it, it's not even just the dark web. It's just the regular old internet. There's, 
we all have little bits and pieces of our information out there. If you've done anything online, a lot of your personal information is out there. It's a multi-layered scam. Thieves can obtain the title ownership information from public records, then send in falsified forms using the fake identity. The FBI first issued a report on what it calls home stealing in 2008 during the mortgage credit meltdown, noting house stealing is not too common at this point, but we're keeping an eye out for any major cases or developing trends. Uh, the most current evidence of title fraud is principally reflected in a three-year-old national study from the FBI, which estimated that some 9,600 U.S. homeowners were victims of title fraud. That's a microscopic percentage, slightly more than 0.0001%. So three zeros and then a 1% of the roughly 87 million U.S. homes owned. But it was a cause of concern since it was declared a new venue for identity thieves. The American Land Title Association, a trade group representing the property titling industry, did not respond to RCI's request for information on title thefts. So 9,600 out of 87 million. There's lots of things you can get insurance for. You can get insurance for not having the ability to work. You can get extra insurance for weird things happening. You can get insurance to replace uh, expensive watches. You can get insurance to replace expensive jewelry. Those are all expensive policies because it's just the, the risk of losing something like that is pretty great or having it stolen. So it's going to cost you. You can take out an insurance policy on darn near anything, right? Do you need this insurance policy? Well, based on 9,600 U.S. homeowners were victims of title fraud out of 87 million, I think you can kind of figure it out for yourself whether this is something that you really need to investigate in. With more homes changing hands due to a robust housing market and more transactions handled electronically because of the COVID-19 crisis, the opportunity for title fraud may be higher today. Here's the thing, maybe, but it's difficult to say whether it's actually happening with greater frequency. One of the best sources on housing activity is provided by a company called CoreLogic. I quote CoreLogic all the time. It, it, it you know, has housing statistics that that are um, they're well put together and they're they're accurate, which obtains and analyzes daily property data on 145 million parcels in more than 3,000 U.S. counties. In its most recent mortgage fraud trends report, CoreLogic found a slight decrease in overall home loan swindles. During the second quarter of 2020, an estimated 0.61% of all mortgage applications contain fraud. All right, that's mortgage applications. And that includes people who... Uh, are are doing fraud on their own stuff as well, right? Like they're lying about stuff. So it's a thing, but we're talking, um, this is one portion of the, the thing that we're talking about, um, but it's not directly correlated to the service that we're talking about, right? So about one in 164 applications has some sort of fraud in the mortgage application. By comparison, in the second quarter of 2019, our estimate was 0.81%, or about one in 123 applications. All right, so, but what we're talking about is something different. Um, we are talking about a monitoring service that just kind of lets you know, all right, 
something something happened. Here we're talking about mortgage application uh, containing fraud, which could which could be the homeowner as well. But do those numbers include home title stealing? That's the thing, right? If so, how much of a problem is it in terms of title mortgage fraud? A CoreLogic spokesperson either did not have or would not provide a specific breakdown on title fraud in response to RCI's request, because it's such a small, tiny percentage of the overall title business throughout the United States. So those numbers likely reflect a broad spectrum of wrongdoing, which ranges from overvalued appraisals to false mortgage applications. Nevertheless, it's highly unlikely that there is a widespread home ownership fraud involving title transfers in such a highly supervised industry, considering the FBI estimates above. So it, it is highly supervised. Have you refinanced a home lately? Maybe you sold a home, maybe you bought a home. There's all kinds of stuff you got to sign. You got to give a copy of your um, driver's license to at least a couple of people. There's all kinds of checks and balances. So in order to get this far, you had to have some really screwy stuff happen. A really screwy mortgage company put a loan on your home. You know, it's it's it, it it's not happening all the time. I have never heard of it personally. I've never heard of somebody having this happen. Maybe you have had it happen. Let me know if you have in the comments. Nevertheless, the idea that someone is trying to steal the title to your home is horrifying. Imagine someone taking over the deed to your domicile and thieves pouring salt in your open wound by taking out a fraudulent home equity loan against your equity. That's what happened to a woman who thought she owned a piece of property in rural southern southwestern Michigan through a land contract. All right, she's got a land contract. She's paying the seller direct, right? When a tenant attempted to title the property in her own name, the local treasurer and sheriff got involved. What ensued was a complicated case between the woman who insisted on being anonymous, her 91-year-old tenant, and her tenant's caregiver, who all claimed they had title to the property, a small parcel with a trailer parked on it. Deputy Sheriff Kelly Leish of the Berrien County Sheriff's Department said the ownership issue was eventually resolved. All right. So if one person had title and took out a title insurance policy, this is this is all kind of moot. Because what we're talking about here is you've got a, a woman who wanted to be anonymous. Whenever that happens, I'm kind of like, all right, what's the dealio there? Her, her 91-year-old tenant, that tenant has probably literally lived in that home forever. Something was probably said, well, I'll give you an interest or I'll give this to you based on this. And the tenant's caregiver who probably thought, well, when this person unfortunately dies, I'm going to get an interest or I'm going to get the property. And they all claim to have title to the property. The county treasurer told me something wasn't adding up, Leish said, when back taxes started to accrue and the title wasn't in the original owner's name. We found the owner though and managed to get it back in her name. All right. So my guess is something that happened there. Somebody had her sign something. And they took it to the county courthouse without her really understanding what the deal was. Not some random person coming in, creating all these, you know, these fake accounts. This is, this is something different. So you get these stories and you're like, okay, but that's not really what we're talking about. And a lot of we're, we're paraphrasing here, these situations. And if you got down to the nuts and bolts of it, the services that we're talking about here, they, they, they're not going to cover that. They're just going to say, yeah, something happened on your title. 
you need to look at that, you need to check it out. Now, I did look at the website for the company we just talked about. And they do have some they do cover up to a million bucks worth of attorneys fees. If at the time you have their service, you're a paying member of their monthly paying member of their service, and you do a four year contract. Okay, so they are the the companies that are advertising this, they have run the numbers. And they understand, okay, this doesn't happen to that many people. But if we have XYZ number of people pay us, especially up front on a four or, or for a four year contract, the odds of them having to pay out are slim, you know, are, are low, because these numbers are low. So title fraud may seem more common than the numbers show. There are all of those ads, of course, and the problem tends to be lumped in with the much more publicized problem of identity theft, which is a big one. That's a big umbrella category that dominates consumer credit fraud statistics, according to the FTC. Stealing personal financial information to obtain credit under false circumstances is a significant problem. Involving more than 650,000 cases last year reported to the agency, that's up 20% from the previous year. So 650,000 cases versus what we say 9,600? 90 versus 9,600. That's a that, that's a that is a massive, massive difference, right? Okay, so credit cards falsely opened using stolen information topped the list of most prevalent swindles, impacting more than 167,000 Americans last year. Like many consumer services, lock programs exploit people's fear of identity theft which has accelerated during the COVID crisis, even after exploding in recent years. Neither the FTC nor the Better Business Bureau's scam tracker, though, maintains a separate category for property title fraud, because it's just not that prevalent. In any case, it's far more probable that financial abuse, such as the retitling of assets, is done by family members rather than strangers online. So that's what I'm talking about with the the lady with the mobile and the mobile park Um there's something going on there, something fishy that we're not, you know, we don't have the information on that if you got that piece of information, you'd go, okay, that's the deal. This system would have, you know, if you would have bought into one of these systems, they would have told you. But the fact that probably a family member or a caretaker or somebody close to that individual did this to mess up the title to try and, you know, change out the title to somebody else's name. If that kind of thing is happening, this, the person it's happening to probably doesn't have the wherewithal to check their online accounts and figure out, oh, okay, I've got a notification here from this company, something's going on with my title. They're probably not mentally able to process that kind of information at that point. You know what I mean? So notably, only one complaint on home title fraud was registered in a Better Business Bureau scam tracker search. This kind of crime doesn't even make the list of the top 27 consumer scams tracked by consumerfraudreporting.org. So it's not even the top 27. And yet it's all over the airwaves. Why is that? Well, it's a good moneymaker for those companies, right? Because the odds of it happening super low. And it, uh, you know, people are fearful, they're fearful of losing their home. And so they're, they're going to pay. Like the title lock services, the earlier spate of general credit monitoring services were also largely unnecessary. If you just did a little consumer vigilance. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, coincidentally, was previously involved in pitching LifeLock, a credit protection service. Like the title lock company, LifeLock was offering something consumers can do on their own, 
for free. FTC sued LifeLock in 2015 and reached a $100 million settlement that will provide refunds to consumers who purchased the service. Giuliani, who was not named in the suit, did not respond to requests for comment. The FTC alleged, among other things, that LifeLock failed to establish and maintain a comprehensive information security program to protect user-sensitive personal information, falsely advertised that it protected consumer-sensitive data with the same high-level safeguards used by financial institutions, and falsely claimed it provided 24-7, 365 alerts as soon as it received any indication a consumer's identity was being used, the agency stated last year. So a lot of things um, that they claimed weren't really doing, resulting in a $100 million settlement. The home title lock site also entices readers to click to check if you're a victim, combined with a telephone number to speak to a live operator. Kim Commando's website states that Title Lock is a paid sponsor and provides a link to the Title Lock site. Now, I, I don't think the Title Lock site is fraud. Um, I, I don't think I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I think it does play on people's fears that something is going to happen to their home. That the odds of that happening are pretty low. I mean, we've read the numbers. It's pretty slim, right? So yet is stealing a title and getting stolen home equity credit as easy as forging the title documents? No, it's not because it involves obtaining and transferring a title or a deed, deceiving a title company, county recorders of deeds and lenders, each of whom have several layers of protection in place. So that's why when people bring this up to me, I'm like, nah, I mean, I could tell I could go through all the mechanisms. And if you sat through a refinance, the signing of a refinance or the signing of a purchase, when you're buying a home, or even selling a home, you'll realize, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. I mean, you, you could you could probably try and forge this, but you'd, you'd be really having to dig deep to get that done. I think there's other avenues of consumer fraud that are much easier. And that's why the criminals are out there doing that. And this doesn't even make it in the top 27, right? And don't confuse home stealing with the much larger problem of mortgage fraud, which obtains, a, which involves obtaining home loans using false or stolen information. We're talking about title. We're not talking about home mortgage fraud. If a mortgage, taking out a mortgage, right? It's also relatively easy to monitor credit activity through free credit reports. Look at your credit report. What does that say? Or even just pay for a credit report every now and then, because that will add up on your credit if you pull reports all the time. If you suspect wrongdoing, you can freeze your credit file, again, for free. Of course, you have to pay a third party to monitor your credit information, although it may not stop any identity theft crimes. It probably won't, but at least you'll catch it up front and you go, okay, hey, what's the deal there? There are several other companies that offer this service. According to John Brailt of the National Consumers League, the Giuliani home title lock ad is at best inaccurate. I'm not saying that. I am just reading that. It's at best inaccurate. Title Lock is a monitoring service. The majority of consumers don't need it. I don't think it's a big crisis. Okay. But I mean, if you want to sleep better at night, you could take out this, you know, monitoring policy, monitoring service and have your title checked every now and then how often, however often it is, and maybe you'll sleep better. And if that's money well spent to you, then I say, whatever, um, do what you want to do with your bad self. Um, but I don't think it is uh, something that most people 
probably need to concern themselves with. And I think most people know that the gentleman who sent me the um, person I should say, we don't want to identify anybody's sex on this show. We can't have that. I mean, we truly remain anonymous. So he or she or they and them that sent me this email, um, indicated that they're not a lawyer, that they are a different type of um, person in the workforce. And why, you know, they're like, ah, dude, I'm this, I'm not a lawyer. But even still, most people, I think, they're kind of like suspicious of these ads. And they're like, do I really need that? Is this something I need in my life? Am I is my life going to be whole? Am I going to sleep better if I have this policy? Oh, well, maybe. I mean, if if you're really worked up, and you're really, you know, nervous about all this stuff, you can take policy out after policy out after policy, I don't think you need to. But, um, you know, you could just cloak yourself up with just all kinds of safeguards and spend most of your time monitoring that stuff. Um, I don't know, I'd rather live because at the end of the day, and your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about God, I would wish I would have had just one more policy, I'd feel so much better. Now nah, you're going to be thinking about all the time you spent monitoring those policies, and not doing cool stuff, not doing fun stuff. So you know, life balance, got to figure it out. Here's the second article, the booming voice of Bill O'Reilly sounds pretty serious. He's telling you that by using documents on the internet, Title thieves can steal your home without you knowing, sell it or take out loans against it and stick you with the bill. Title theft sounds pretty ominous. But a company called Home Title Lock, for whom O'Reilly has been a spokesman, has run lots of commercials saying it can protect you from title theft. It's a real problem, but it's not title theft. That is not a thing. All right. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, what does this dude do? Said real estate attorney, William Mafucci, with Semenoff, Ormsby, Greenberg, and Torsha LLC in Philadelphia. Man, can you imagine being the secretary? Or do we even call people secretaries anymore? Office assistant at the front desk? Uh, I don't really know. O office manager? How about the person who answers the phone? Hello, uh, good morning, Semenoff, Ormsby, Greenberg, and Torsha LLC. How may I help you? Man, that, that's, that, that's just, that would be a tough one. I have to say what when I answer the phone? Mm, no. It's a marketing ploy to sell this insurance. This is the attorney saying again, it's a marketing ploy to sell this insurance that really isn't insurance. It's just a monitoring service. Okay. So, you know, you take out a monitoring service and if something comes up on your title and you're aware, you're all good. So maybe, maybe you know, if that's, if that is something that you need in your life, 15 bucks a month, it's all yours. I would rather, I would rather buy something. I would rather buy like one of these, um, you know, like uh, a, a YouTube channel or not a YouTube, but a, a YouTube pro account, or um, I'd rather get HBO for the month, or I'd rather, I'd rather do anything than spend 15 bucks on that is bottom line, right? I mean, maybe there's some more other things that I would rather do less, but I, I don't know what they are at this point. For about a decade now, Home Title Lock has been willing to sell a title monitoring service to homeowners across the country for about 15 bucks a month. Home Title Lock regularly checks county offices to see if any new documents have been filed with your title. The company reports to you, and if you aren't the ones that filed the document, Home Title Lock will inform the recorder's office of suspicious activity. Okay, so here's another thing. Um, the recorder's office, believe it or not, they've been kind of backed up. They, they have so much volume going through their system 
with the amount of refinances taking place and the amount of homes transferring, sales volume is way up. And a lot of the folks, you know, they're working from home or they're closed. We've had a long, a, lo a lot of transactions where I'm being told as the managing broker, hey, we're set to close on this date, but the recorder's office is behind. So recording won't happen until here. Because what happens then is that you've got this document that both sides have signed, and it is a legally forced, you know, binding agreement. And if it doesn't go down because of the recorder's office, you got to have both sides sign an extension, you got to have title, you know, escrow get involved. And it's like, ah, oh, it's not closing. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, we got to do an extension. You know, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it rocks the boat because all of these files and we line them up at the beginning of the month. All right. This one's going to close here. This one's going to close here. This one's going to close here. This one's going to, you, you get the idea. Um, and then when it's like, all right, it's not closing on Friday. It's closing on Monday. All right. Well, you better get an extension together, get both parties to sign it. And, um, let's make sure this happens because there are times when a seller has another buyer willing to pay more. And if you go out of contract, they may say, yeah, that, that contract that's expired now that we really have no obligation to, we're going to give your buyer, your buyer's earnest money back and we're taking that other backup offer because we want to make another 50 grand. That is happening. So when, when something like this happens, um, you know, which happens fairly regularly and not necessarily because of the recording office, but there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. And that's a lot of what my phone calls happen to be. Hey, Sean, this happened. Therefore, this isn't going to close in time. What do we do? And usually it's, well, get everybody to agree, sign a new extension and move on with your life. Um, easier said than done a lot of times though, right? So next, next section here is you won't lose your house. So a forgery cannot affect the transfer of title or it cannot affect the mortgage of your title, explained Mafuchi. He's the attorney, right? Uh, when someone forges your name on a deed that they use to sell to resell the property, that's if they can find a buyer and a title company to trick or a lender or title company to trick. So that's what I'm talking about. You've got to have either somebody who's really good at trickery or a title company and a lender and a mortgage company that are all in on it. And that, there's no reason to risk, you know, for some small little deal, there's no reason for a lender or mortgage company, um, title company to do something illegal. It's just the risk reward just isn't there. They might succeed in tricking them, but they're not actually conveying title because it is it's fraud. They're just getting money and then disappearing and leaving you with the headache of trying to clear the land records of the problems caused by the forgery because it would be recorded against you at the recorder's office. So that is where these monitoring services, hey, Mr. Home, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, something happened. That's literally what they're going to tell you. And they're going to show you, all right, here it is. But the title theft that is supposedly granted by the forgery means nothing. So title theft isn't really happening. It's more title assault is what I would call it. Because they're, they're dinging your title. They've, they've put something, they've recorded something against your property. And we can see that that is not very, it's not very common, just doesn't happen very often. And Mafuchi said, you cannot be held accountable for loans made on a fraudulent title. There you go. So people saying, oh, they, they took out big loans on my house and now I got to pay them back. Incorrect. That's a no-go. When Bill O'Reilly says they can stick you with the payments, wrong. 
They can't stick you with the payments. If someone forges my name and then the new entity borrows money from a bank, then the thieves leave and the bank sends a foreclosure notice as a matter of law. I can ignore it, he said. I am not obligated to pay anything to someone who did not own my title, but only pretended by forging my name on a deed that had no legal effect. They don't have the ability to go after you because they don't have a contract with you that allows for them to foreclose on your home. That's just kind of the bottom line. This is not to say that someone forging your name on a title and filing it with the county recorder's office doesn't cause major hassles. So that's where the title assault comes in instead of title stealing. They're not stealing your title. They're just making it, they're making a mess of it. It's just that they are not hassles that home title lock covers. Uh-oh. What? Why not? Hey, that doesn't seem right. Once you forge a deed, it's not all that clear that you'll be able to find a lender with a title company who will say, okay, this is legitimate. This person owns the property and this mortgage is legitimate, Mafuchi said. But if they can, they could get money from the bank, but that's not your debt. That's the bank's bad for lending it to somebody who doesn't have title to your property. The problem is is if they resell the property, if they succeed in finding someone who will take a deed on it, a supposed resale, the supposed resale is a nullity, null and void. But the person buying the property doesn't know they're dealing with a thief. So you're going to have to hire a lawyer to sort it all out. And lawyers are expensive. And home title lock doesn't cover lawyers fees at this point in time. But uh, when this article came out, and this was August of, two, of 2020, I believe they do, they've made some changes. And they do cover some lawyers fees, but there's one of those asterisks by it. And it was if you have, you know, the full Monty service, the four year coverage. Um, and there's probably a bunch of other stuff you got to abide by as well. So do it yourself. So what do you do to avoid all this? Maybe you want to sleep better at night, but not pay this service, right? Do it yourself. Even home title locks monitoring is something Mafuchi said you can do yourself. He said having all records online makes it easy for you to check your title record for anything fishy. Many areas of the country offer to notify you for free if new documents have been filed on your title. So Go to your recorder's office, go to your assessor's office, go to your uh, tax records office. Those are all separate entities. Typically, in some counties, they've got, you know, their, their systems are kind of all aligned. But just go check those out. And check out whatever links you have sent to you by the county. You can find all kinds of information. You can probably find old pictures of your house. Who knows? You know, there's deeds that are recorded. All that stuff is in there. And on the real estate end, we deal with that all day long, every day. We look at the tax records on stuff all the time. We look at um, when titles, when mortgages were recorded, just to see how much people owe. Because it's 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 a matter of public record. It's recorded. It's at the recorded the county courthouse. You're not, it's not you're not looking in somebody's bedroom windows, you know, at night with their light on. It's not creepy like that. It's just this is public records. So you can do that on your own stuff. So Check out your own accounts, see what you can find. I think you'd be, you'd be surprised because that is literally what this service is, is covering is if something changes in there, then you're notified and you may or not. And if you have to go to court to, uh, square it away, this service may or may not cover the attorney's fees. I don't really know. Need to look into that. To see if you can use a free government title monitoring service, you can contact your county recorder. There we go. Um, or 
other entities because not all counties operate the same way. Usually getting these kinds of notices requires only that you register for the service don't have to pay anything. This is your taxpayers money at work your recorder's office. That's a uh, public service, right? So home title law claims and commercials that title theft is one of the fastest growing white collar crimes in America. Mafucci says it has been around for a while and bursts of title forgery are what drove county recorders offices to start free title monitoring. All right, so you can do it yourself and uh, not have to pay. There was a time exploded here in Philadelphia, he said, we had all these articles in the local newspapers, and I contacted them. And they all said they're stealing titles. So there was a time when it went from a relatively obscure crime to a more common crime, so common, that that was when Philadelphia instituted these instituted these procedures of notifying everybody whenever a deed or mortgage was signed. All right, so what else can you do? Make sure that the information you have on file as far as the mailing address for your property tax records, make sure that's up to date, make sure all the information they have, if you want to accept information from your recorder's office or your assessor's office or the, you know, whomever it is, whatever entity it is, just make sure they've got the right information on you so they can contact you. So do you need this? The answer? Do you need this service? The answer is a big, maybe, I mean, if you want it, if you're going to feel better, but it's kind of like um, taking out insurance, you know, catastrophic insurance. Is that going to happen to you? No, but if it did, would you want to know about it? Yeah, probably. But in this case, it's a service. It's not even insurance. So could you do that on your own once every whatever? And these stories about people with the sheriff's office showing up and tossing them out on the front lawn with all their stuff. You have to have so many notices by a mortgage company to foreclose on you and they have to post them on the house on the house and they there's they send notice after notice after notice in the mail. So there's a lot of safeguards from from this happening. But people get easily scared, people are frightened, and so they're going to pay for a service if they think that, you know, that it that it's going to help them and maybe it maybe it does help them maybe they don't want to do it on their own or they don't want to spend the time whatever um but i would say for most people make the choice on your own you can figure it out you know why because you're reasonable all right that's it for me um thanks so much for being here thanks so much for being on a part of the seattle real estate podcast i will catch you on the next one love to have you subscribe if you found this helpful we're putting out content twice a day monday through friday once on saturday and sunday okay Thanks again for being here and being a part. We'll talk to you soon. Till then, stay safe. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.